Hello, hello, my Let's Talk family. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk, the Business Spotlight Edition. And I am honored and blessed to have um, Dr. Ebony R. Mayo Mitchell is joining us this evening. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Good, good. I'm glad you're here this evening. You have a very unique um, business that I really want my audience to know about. So I'm looking forward to this conversation tonight. Um, I'll just do a little intro of our, our Dr. Mayo Mitchell. Um, she is the founder of College Prep 365 Counseling, I mean, excuse me, Consultant Incorporated, um, helping over 4,500 seniors in the last six years um, to be prepared for college. And um, I would like to mention she's a, a Greek sister. Um, I'm a Zeta, but she's a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And um, I just wanted to welcome you to the show. So we'll just dive right on in. So tell me your why. Why um, Why did you do this business? Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, oh, no. I started this business because um, I fell in love with the idea of understanding why students choose which college they choose. Um, mm -hmm. And to give you a little backstory, um, in research, when we look at research and how people collect the data, they only collect data about um, low-serving African-Americans and Hispanics. So I wanted mm -hmm. to change the narrative of that. So when I got into my doctoral program, I wanted to do research. There was only one person doing research on that before. And um, and I just wanted to pick up where she left off. And then it turned from the research to the practical world. And that's my why, to make sure that our story is told and that our students are exposed to more than what they think mm -hmm. we are. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's so important. You know, this world... There's a lot of first generational college students. So really, you know, their parents have never been to school. So it's kind of hard for them to assist and help when they don't know what to do. You know, and so it's good to have somebody like you that be able to assist with that. So what is what is your purpose? When did you realize your purpose of doing this? I know you did your your paper on this for your doctoral, but what made you say, hey, I'm gonna start a company on this? Um the reason I started the company was really because there's um, there's a gap, like you talked about people being first gen. I'm not a first gen and many of my friends are not first gen. So mm -hmm. that's the segment that's for me that is left out in this country mm -hmm. is that middle class. They assume since your parent went, they know how to do everything, but they went mm -hmm. 20 years before. So they don't know how to handle the situation now. Mm -hmm. So that is my why, my purpose for starting this company is to bridge that gap for middle class students who can't get the resources for free um, at the school. And then they can't qualify for some of those programs or some of the services that some of the other students who are in the high social economic status get. So mm -hmm. to bridge that all together, because there, are, there is a large population of middle class people who just don't know they did it. And uh, I kind of winged it back in the day in the 80s. But now... <laughs> my child to have a better option than what I did. I went to the school that accepted me, but now my child wants to go to these schools. So mm -hmm. help me figure that out. Hey, that's a good point because I went in 88. <laughs> I went in 88. So I'm thinking about when I did the process, I actually had to write a letter, like a handwritten letter um, to the schools. And you had to fill out each application separately. There was no online. You could just shoot them out to all these schools. And you just wait for the mail. And then if the letter was little, you know what that meant. You didn't get accepted. We got the fat pack in there. You know you got accepted. So um, those were the days. Those are the days. But you're right. And I never really thought of it, as you said, as 
even if you're not a first generational child, everyone needs help. Everyone needs help. And the parents, like you said, are so far removed of the new technologies of school. They're just like starting over. They've been there. They know about going to a college campus, but there's a whole applying and all that. It's totally different now. Correct. And like the FAFSA change, everything about it changes every two years. And then when you think about the pandemic, that's a total change. So helping people understand the day-to-day of it is what I fell in love with and making sure that all students, but particularly the people who come to me are usually middle-class. And you know, the middle-class is such a large group now. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. from, it's, what is it? The statistics, uh, the Census Bureau claims it from 42,000 to almost 200,000 is a middle class, right? That's a middle, that's middle class? <laughs> Technically by definition, right? So that's a large population of people. Anybody that doesn't get free and reduced lunch. <laughs> that's middle, middle class. class. So that's a large population of people who are not getting help mm. or only can turn to the council. And the council has 500 students or even 300 students to deal with each day. Somebody's getting left out. That's true. Every day somebody's getting left out. So talking about the um, coronavirus, how did that affect your business, you know, as a whole and how did it affect the children? So for um, the business, obviously everything, uh, we had to transition to totally online. Um, mm-hmm. The way I meet clients is usually at fairs, at college fairs and different things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, having to figure out ways to engage people virtually, is definitely hard because we all get tired of um, Zoom and all these different te- uh, mm-hmm. things. We have so much fatigue from looking at the camera, right? Mm-hmm. So that changed. Um, but to be honest, people seek out the service because now they really don't know and they don't have the child in front of the counselor to ask those questions. So people mm-hmm. have really turned to like, oh, what do I have to do? How can my child, I don't understand this. And it's been a great space for people like me. And there's tons of consultants that do this. It is because I mm-hmm. never heard of this on this level. And I guess that's the exposure piece that, you you know, a lot of us are not exposed to this type of, um, I guess I call it unique um, business because even though scholarship is not unique, but just services, I think, are to me, because I never heard of this until I, you know, did my research. So um, I think it's something that a lot of people, that's why I'm glad you came up here. So a lot of people need to know about you um, because we should be able to get a fair share to get in into these schools. You know, a lot of us don't know what to ask or what to do. And and we mess up our opportunities because of that. So this is great. So in this whole journey of you starting your company, what are some roadblocks that you um, encountered? Oh, roadblocks that I encountered um, in starting this business were just, um, I think the biggest thing for me with um, having to prove yourself, um, Mm -hmm. that you know what you're talking about. Um, And I think that's just as a culture, we tend to ask, other minorities, well, what's your statistics and what's your, what's this and what's that? But we don't go to white businesses and ask that. Mm-hmm. Never question them. We just accept what they tell us and we keep on mm-hmm. moving. So that's mm-hmm. a roadblock for me, always having to explain my research and that I've done this for a while. <laughs> so I think that's a roadblock. Um, but that's the only roadblock. Once we get past that, we're, we're really good to go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably too, it, it's because, I mean, you, you look young. You're young, but you're on the younger side and you look younger. So maybe people say, well, well, you just came out of college yourself. How do you know? It's crazy. I'm celebrating my 15 years out of undergrad. So I am not. Really? Yes. This, this homecoming. Thank you. So I'm in my late thirties. I know. They was like, wait a minute. They're like, wait a minute. You what? 
but that's good. I mean, I can understand, yeah, I understand what you mean by that, though. You know, it's proving your credentials over and over and over again, and especially your doctor on top of that. So, but um, and, and congratulations on that too, because that's a, that that takes a lot to do your doctoral. So, well, thank um, you. Oh no, problem. huh? Coming on seven years of that, so yeah. been seven years. Yeah, I've been. I went straight through school, so. Oh. Yeah, never stop. All right, pray for me. I'm supposed to be going back to get mine, so. Definitely, we'll keep you in your prayer. <laughs> <My> prayer. <laughs> it's a road that comes with lots of tears. I I know. I I heard the stories. That's why I was like, oh, um, I'm still gonna do it. I'm still gonna do it. Awesome. So. What advice would you take or give, excuse me, what advice would you give someone who like this type of thing and is looking for um, to get into this niche of um, college prep, I guess you want to call it? Yeah, so that's a, a loaded question. So many people ask me that daily. Um, I think if you want to get into the, um, the realm of education consulting, know mm -hmm. your niche. So if your niche is traditional age, that is mine. I deal with traditional age families every day, meaning that the student is 16, 17, and 18. Mm -hmm. I don't do uh, a lot of uh, return students because that's a lot more work for me. My day-to-day -day is this. So get your niche under, um, figure out your niche first, mm -hmm. and then know your stuff. Do No one wants to go to someone who has to Google everything. I can mm. rattle off colleges at the top of my head. I know if your child says engineering, I can give you 20 schools off the top of my head. If they say East Coast, West Coast, Middle, this small, big, know what you're talking about. People mm. enjoy talking to someone who doesn't have to Google because they could have Googled at home before they started talking to you. So making sure you understand and know your craft, love it. If you want to mm. get into something like this, you have to show passion because I want every student, no matter what school they attend, to have the same experience I had in my undergrad. Like, it was amazing. That school might not be for you, but it's whatever school is going to be amazing. And I want you to have that experience because we think about college is just not about books. It's a whole experience of you growing mm -hmm. and learning who you are and finding mm -hmm. out what you might want to do with the future. So mm -hmm. making sure that I, that comes off daily in my business is the one thing I tell people they should make sure. Make sure that passion shows. At all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my mine's too. I went to Virginia State University, the home of the Trojans, VSU. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I love my college. I'm still friends with my roommates. We still vacation together. We all, I mean, that whole college experience made a big impact in my life, and it still has to this day. Um, so when I be telling my children who's um juniors this year, and I was like, listen. I want you to enjoy that. Like that college time is books, but it's life. It's about learning life. It's not just books. It's learning life. You know, and it comes, it intertwines with everything. So I want them to experience that because it helps you grow. It helps you grow as a person. I, you can tell the difference from a person who, who doesn't and who does because they got to deal with like life stuff. Like you got to learn how to deal with a lot of people, different cultures, different diversities. You got to learn how to deal with pressure, deadlines. It teaches you character and it builds you up. Yeah, I tell everybody my first story. I didn't know how to wash clothes. Like, I was spoiled. <laughs> and I and I bleached everything my first uh, week in my dorm. You what? I bleached it all because I thought, you know, she takes bleach to the laundry room. So that makes sense to me. And so, you know. You but I bleached everything. I bleached it all. <laughs> so you actually put bleach in dark clothes. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think about it, but that's something that 
help some shelter. I'm not wasn't sheltered, but my mom washed clothes. Period. They no, she, she like look, but you know what? I'm thinking about what I did. I everybody has something. Everybody mm-hmm. has something, and I know because we all come out of being under the roof of our parents. So when you go to college, you're going to not know a lot of stuff, even mm-hmm. though you may see your parents do it. But if you don't do it, you don't know until you do it. You know, right. like I was thinking. About to open up bank accounts and doing stuff and just checkbook balancing. <laughs> I right. just saw it go. It was like, oh, uh, what is that? Uh, you mean, you know, you learn, you learn. So that's things you learn in school. So, so what are you currently working on now? Is anything else you're adding to your business? Anything else you're doing outside of it? Um, so right now is the, uh, the uh, tough part of the year. So no, I'm not currently doing anything different than taking in my seniors and we are finishing up our Common App essays so we can oh. be ready, um, which all my seniors, we're kind of coming to towards the end of finishing that essay. Um, the other thing I'm working on, we have an annual gala called Kicking It Up for Teens, which is mm-hmm. a scholarship for uh, seniors. They don't have to be clients of College Prep 365. They just have to be uh, going to a four-year institution in the country. So that mm-hmm. happens in May. So we're actually planning for that. But those are the only two things. That's a lot at this point. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, it's not only. It's a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I guess I'll so, say that. Yeah, it's a lot. Dealing, especially with teenagers, and you have to kind of keep up with them and like essays and stuff and going back and forth with them about things on the essay. I know that's a lot you have to do. Definitely a lot. So what do you recommend a, a college student? Okay, let's say when you're a senior in high school, when is the good time for you to start applying for colleges? Is it senior year or junior year? Like when is a good time? So you can't apply to your senior year, but you should uh, definitely start to think of what schools you like in your junior year. Um, mm-hmm. So you can narrow down by the August of your senior year mm-hmm. what schools you want to apply to. There might be some that trickle into that list because, I mean, we're human and we're going to mm-hmm. see something different at the beginning of the school mm-hmm. year that we didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely um, you should know the schools you want to apply to by early senior year. So when it's time for the applications to open, you can go ahead and do and, you know, and I'm thinking now, it's like, I'm thinking I'm just going back in memory lane. And I remember we had a um, college fair in our high school. And I remember it was one particular school that everyone applied to. Everyone applied to. Even if I wanted to go, I wasn't going to go because I just didn't want to go to school with everybody I went to high school with. <laughs> so think about, like, that's my selection. That was my selection process. Like, oh, you going there? Okay, I'm not going to go there. Like it's a party or something. It's like it's not. A, it's, it's a school. So mm-hmm. this is great that you're bringing this up because you know it's so much more in picking a college than worrying about who's going and who's not going. Because when you really get there, you realize you don't see them like that anyway. Because college is something different. It's not high school. So I didn't know that, you know. But I was exposed, and I see that you had went to Morgan State University. I do have love for Morgan State because that was the first time I was ever exposed to a college in the HBCU. Um, my gosh, it's actually a Delta as well. Shout out to Justine. Um, she, uh, Nikki, uh, her sister went there. And they, they asked, you know, I came there on a weekend to visit. I fell in love with Morgan State, fell in love with just the culture and, and just the friendship. And, and it was just amazing. Like that made me want to go to college. Like that visit made me want to go to college. So Morgan State, I'll give them a little shout out. I love Morgan State. So 
So I did my doctorate at Morgan State. So I don't have the campus experience that you're mm-hmm. talking about. I saw mm-hmm. a little bit of, bit of it, but mm-hmm. I went to John Smith in Charlotte, um, North Carolina. So definitely. C-I-A-A. C-I-A-A. for life. Um, so <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And then I went to Howard and I had the same, you know, I, it continued on at a different level mm-hmm. and then Morgan. Um, but I just don't want to give off that I gave, I had the daily uh, update at Morgan of the at that time that I'm only in research. Let me focus. <laughs> at that point, but did, yeah, I mean, hey, I, I was just trying to get out of school by that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, but you have, I mean, definitely, I know it's so important. School is so important. And, and you know, it's a good thing to do if you um, want to, you know, further your your careers, I would do recommend it um, to do. So what are some of your defining moments in your life? Something that pops in your head, like, you know, that you always could remember your defining moments. Well, I guess I would say the first one would be the PhD, because that was something that, um, I mean, it's an epic feeling to uh, go through something and see yourself. It's the only degree that's not conferred by classes. Like it refers by a paper and you need mm. approval to get out <laughs> and to go through that process. I have not heard anyone that's made it out without a tear. So <laughs> to get through that, uh, that was the most amazing experience um, of my life. Hard, but very, um, very amazing. And the second, second thing I would say, um, honestly, would be uh, starting a gala. Most people have to start um, fundraisers with other people. Uh, to do this all alone was amazing Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. with the support of my friends and family who helped me to get it through. But people told me like, do you know, you just had a whole gala by yourself? Like, Oh girl, I didn't know. Like, I mean, I knew I did it, but you don't feel it when you're doing it. Cause you said, I'm going to do it. Those people, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Just Mm -hmm. didn't like it. But yeah, that was epic. Um, And to be able to give money back to students, like it's um, Mm. a dope feeling to be able to, to bless people with something small. It's not, we're not giving out millions yet. One day we will. That's right. Thousands of dollars out to students that we don't know. You don't have to know me to get money from me. So Mm -hmm. um, is that, those are two defining moments in my life. Definitely. Oh, so um, give us the, give my audience your information. Um, How can they find you? You know, if they need your services or interested in donating to your gala, gala, so yeah, we're at College Prep 365 on everything. Our website is collegeprep365.com, Instagram College Prep 365, um Facebook College Prep 365. Everything is College Prep 365. <laughs> and That's my what name I did. and our email is info at collegeprep365.com. We try to keep it all together so no one gets confused about anything. Um, mm-hmm. Don't leave off the 365 because it's 365 days that we talk about college. That's why the 365. So. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, um, Dr. Mayo Mitchell. You oh, have been amazing. And I'm going to actually be contacting her this and I need that help. I really do. Um, so I will be contacting her myself. So thank you so much for joining us this evening. Let's talk. Once again, we have been blessed with a, a, a superior uh, guest this evening. So thank you again. And um, as I always say, invite a friend. Let's talk again. Until next time, God bless.
Thank you. Bye. <laughs>